Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. There's so much going on in our world today. Women are waking up. Recent events have really stirred a fierce feminine power that in many women has laid dormant within for years or even their lifetime. So what are women to do with all these mixed emotions of deep creative love and compassion and sometimes overwhelming grief, anger, and even rage? Many women are triggered and others are still gripped with the dark hidden forces of toxic shame. How can we use this time to be a strong, creative force for good on our planet. Our guest today says the alarm clock went off and we're not pushing the snooze button this time. We are rising up fully awake and ready to move into action. I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Bring your awareness into this moment. Open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness. As I reintroduce our guest, we've had her many years, many times before on the show. Cheryl Lynn is a master intuitive spiritual guide and medical intuitive healer who reads the energy beneath your words, working deeply at the cellular level as a conduit and bringing you back into alignment with the truth of who you really are. She's also one of my deepest, dearest friends and thought partners, and I'm happy to bring her back. Welcome, Cheryl. Hello, Julie. It's so good to be here with you. Thank you. It's nice to have you back. And um, I was just going to jump in. I've asked you my traditional first question so many times, and I'm looking forward to this conversation today because it's important. And then I thought, I want to see what wisdom might want to jump through. So I want to ask you my traditional first question related to the topic of women and women's voices and what's happening on our planet to see what and how you might kind of allow this voice to come through. So, you know, the traditional question is, what does all things connected mean to you? So I'm wondering what all things connected means to you when we wrap it around a conversation of the masculine and feminine power and what's happening on our planet right now? Well, it's so, it's so interesting because I think the last time we spoke, I, I forgot that you were going to ask me that question, which is always better in some ways. I don't have time to think about it. Um, and uh, But this time I was thinking about it. I was thinking as I was driving earlier today, and I was thinking about all things connected as a way of seeing how our actions or inactions or our thoughts are connected to the entire planet and that there are people who are unable for whatever reason to take action or to speak out or to speak up. 
and that when we make a decision that we're going to break through our fear or take a risk by being vulnerable and speaking our truth, that we're not just doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for those that we're connected to who don't have that opportunity, who don't have that voice to make a difference. Either they're just in a very remote area or they live in a place where they are literally not free to do that. So to me, that is today what All Things Connected is just screaming uh, that that we as as women, but also just as human beings, that we there are times when we're called to kind of take one for the team because we are all connected in that way. Mm. That there's brilliant and genius here. I appreciate when you say our actions and our inaction can affect the planet and really make a difference one way or the other. And so so many women on the planet right now have been in a place of inaction. They've been in a place of victim recovery, denial or shame, hiding. There's so many of us who have not spoken out and it hasn't always been easy for those that do. Um, I don't know about you, but I remember in the past having spoken my truth about sexual abuse, sexual harassment, sexual assault, and people's eyes glaze over and they don't know what to do with it. And then it's like there, there's no place for those words to go. There's, there's no nothingness. And it's like this um, encouragement to go back into inaction and to hide your voice and to go back into the closet. But what we're learning is that a lot of times by literally hiding, it keeps us in the closet. By our silence, it makes the other voices louder. Our fear is perpetuating the problem. So thank you for that. I'm, I'm curious what you might want to add to this place of action and inaction because it's time for women to find a voice. And you wrote um, a post, a beautiful quote that said, the alarm cock went off and we're not pushing the snooze button. What does that mean, Sherilyn? <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, it came to me because I thought I was feeling this, this difference this time for myself, where in the past, you know, I would get, I would get very stirred up by something that was happening in the world, anything, something that was triggering me into feeling like I got to do, I personally have to do something about this. I don't know what, but I got to do something. And, you know, maybe I would write a little bit about it. And then I noticed recently that I have a history, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, to, you know, saying, well, maybe it'll it'll come to me what it is that I'm supposed to do. Maybe somehow I'll figure out something. But I don't actually stay focused on action. 
And so slowly but surely, just kind of fades into the background. And pretty soon I've forgotten even what I was so passionate about. And then it'll come around again. And and I've noticed with certain issues, like, um, you know, every time there's a, sh- a mass shooting, you know, this this fierceness will come up like, oh, my God, I can't. Be-. But then I forget about it. And why does that keep happening? And I think that that's why I wrote that, you know, the alarm clock goes off and you're like, ah, I'll deal with it later or I'll wait until I feel more inspired. But for some reason, this this issue and the timing felt very different. And one of the things that happened for me personally as I decided to write an article, which, you know, I then posted on Facebook, and I revealed some things that had actually happened to me where, you know, I didn't go into a lot of detail, but um, as I watched the um, the trial and I, um, you know, watched Dr. Ford's testimony or listened to her testimony because I wasn't watching it, but I was listening to it. I get this memory got triggered and it wasn't out of all the harassment and sexual assault and things that have happened to me. It it wasn't even one of the most, you know, horrific things that is, but it triggered this memory and I froze as I'm listening to her and realizing she was being brave and speaking up about this and she was speaking for me. And I felt this just like, I didn't know what to do with the emotion in the moment. Like I had to kind of, uh, gather myself, I would say, and just kind of, well, how do I feel about the fact that that happened? It was so long ago, just like the incident that she was describing, but something was different this time. I felt, I felt that, to, to, you know, at, at this point I have enough of an audience of people who read my writing that I knew if I wrote it publicly, I was going to get some reactions, which I did on both sides of the fence. <laughs> and so some people, you know, criticizing me and, um, you know, saying, you know, talking about blowing things out of proportion and that kind of thing. And then others, the cool, coolest part about it was that other women started responding and making comments on the writing where they actually started telling their stories. And they, there were several of them who wrote publicly and and many privately to me who said they had never told anyone. They hadn't even told their husbands that this thing had happened to them. And that now, because women were starting, and myself included, women were starting to speak up and speak out, that they were finally saying, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my story too. Hmm. I just want to really pause here and just kind of wrap this conversation in a little extra tender, loving care because really this conversation and and just listening to you right now, um, it's really about those women. This is about the women who have had these experiences. And I really want to couch our conversation in that tender care of those women and those voices because so much of the conversation, the public conversation is trying to bring this back to politics. Uh, You know, it's like a, let's take sides. 
I, I posted something recently and people wanted to interpret, does that mean you're on this side or that side? Or I don't understand what you're saying. Are you saying he's guilty or he's innocent? Are you saying he lied or, you know, it's like, no, we're, it's time for us to heal this deep feminine wound for women. And there are many women out there who are alone, isolated, feeling shame, feeling hopeless, feeling dirty, feeling dismissed and ignored and worthless. And so this isn't a political conversation, but we're speaking this truth with love in a highly charged political climate and the Me Too movement, which people are trying to politicize this voice. But what might you add to to my words here, Cheryl, about how important this conversation is for us women. And it is a political conversation, but it's not a he said, she said, taking side who's right or wrong at this point. It's about women coming together in a unified voice and really reclaiming a a deeply fierce feminine power right now on our planet. Well, and I think that that goes back to what we started with talking about, um, you know, how do we take the, all of these tender feelings? And it's great that you wanted to bring that in. How do we take these tender feelings and like, what, what do we do with them? I certainly, one of the things I realized, I certainly don't want to sit and wallow in the past and just be focused on all the, the things that have happened to me. And but on the other hand, I think that's an important step to be able to feel safe speaking up and speaking out and acknowledging that even though in some instances, those times that happened when, you know, you and I were growing up, things were different. And there was a lot of things that were accepted that um, men would not be able to get away with today. They would get fired immediately from jobs. They'd have to be a lot more underhanded about it, where it was quite overt. Um, you know, I've had women telling me all sorts of stories in the workplace, and I've had it happen to me, too, where bosses were would put, put their hands on me. And, you know, the idea was, well, this is my boss, and, you know, if I say something, I might get fired. So um, I think that that's an important piece that we actually – have a place where we can we can speak up and and tell these stories without saying that um, you know we have to go for retribution because I think that that is in some instances we have to acknowledge that those are different times and that it doesn't condone the actions of the perpetrators but if they're if things have changed and those things aren't happening any longer, there has to be a way that we can move on from the past and just say, you know, we will no longer accept this kind of treatment no matter what and um, moving forward. And that I think is the big piece for me is like, well, what are we going to do about it now? Yes. All of these things happened to many, many women and we have to acknowledge it that it did happen and that these things did happen, but then focus forward. Okay, so now what do we want to do? What do we want to create in our environment, in our world, teach our children, teach our sons and our daughters 
you know, what, what is the, the, that's where the action comes in moving forward and moving through the emotions into creating something different. Mm. I see creating something different as an option to choose love right now, to choose beauty um, and, and many other qualities, you know, forgiveness. There's a lot to working through. We're talking about, you know, some who do need to get into therapy to work through some really serious um, symptoms, let's say. And then there are those that are just fired up and ready for action. What are we going to do now when you say, what are we going to do now? We have this opportunity in front of us and it feels like each woman, each individual woman who's ready to reclaim her personal power and to step forward with confidence has a very unique voice and a unique expression to bring forward. And so it's going to look different for, for everyone. I liked your examples about how are we going to teach our children and moving forward and what have you. The, um, the big question is, how do we align with this creative force, this, this innate fierce feminine that's saying no more to create real sustainable change on our planet. Some are going to get on the streets and pick it and, you know, and step out with the different movements. Some are going to write beautiful um, music and poetry and blog posts like you did. Some are going to um, run for Congress and Senate in two years. There's a lot that can happen. What do you think is some of the ideal ways for us to harness this energy right now on the planet? Well, those are, you definitely outlined some of them. You know, if you're, even if you're not running, you can, you can certainly vote and actually do some research. And I will just admit wholeheartedly that midterm elections, I have not participated 100% in midterm elections. And it's usually because I haven't done any research on the candidates. And this is in the past. And that is not going to happen anymore. Because I really, I really was activated by this whole thing and realizing I can't sit passively by anymore. And so that that is a way that we can, it doesn't matter who you are, participate in this process. Another thing that I was thinking um, as you were speaking about is that, you know, everyone is different and you're going to have a different way that you make a difference. It might be, you know, in your own family, in your community, you might have more of a, a, a reach of an audience of people here in the United States or global and it kind of doesn't matter. I wanted to give this example, this opportunity that came up that was so amazing. And it's a, it was a conversation that I had with a man who is close to me. Um, and he had been going through some difficulties in his job. And he... It, it really stemmed from the fact that he didn't realize that his language was coming across as 
degrading or somehow it wasn't coming across that he actually valued his women, the women that worked for him. And it was a very interesting conversation because, you know, he was going to lose his job because of this, because he was, they were going to do an investigation. And so it was a very serious thing. And through the course of the conversation, I realized that he actually didn't know. He didn't understand the energy behind his words, the conditioning behind his words, the way that because it, nothing was overt. It wasn't like he was, you know, calling women stupid or he wasn't he wasn't doing anything that in the past it would have just no one would have even noticed or there might have been little slights, but no one would have said anything or done anything about it, you know, 30 years ago. But it's a it, it's a different climate. You know, women are starting to speak up and he he realized I, I, I don't understand even what I'm doing. So we had this great conversation where I talked to, to him about the energy behind his words. And I talked to him about how he communicated uh, a, a, a entitlement and arrogance, even though he wasn't meaning to, you know, and it, it, it would be called confidence in the past, but it actually came came across as he was looking down at his employees. So this was an incredible opportunity for me. And I think that's one of the things that we can do. We can be become aware of how we observe others. And in the past, maybe we would have just let things slide. I know I've done it with, you know, my, my partner who's, who's, he's a wonderful, very balanced, masculine and feminine man, but he, you know, occasionally he'll say something and I'll be kind of like, wow, you know, <laughs> that sounded like you actually, you know, um, you know, we're kind of putting me in my place as a woman or something like that. I mean, it's never anything overt and he's always immediately addresses it. It's not anything that he would ever consciously do, but those kinds of opportunities, we need to speak up and, and say something. You know, and, you know, I'm sure the tables, the tables have been turned where I've said things that haven't been so kind to him. And he also has that opportunity of, of pointing those things out to me. So, but I think that in this environment, it's really bringing consciousness to the words we use and to the, the environment that we are creating together. And what kind of world do we want to live in? Do we want to live in a world where there's this hierarchy? And it, it's not always even just about masculine and feminine. It's about all sorts of different differences, age differences and race. And there's there's so many places we could go. But I know we're talking about gender specifically now. And do we want to live, continue to live in an environment where this is there is this inequity? So mm. I think that, so this is just one really good example of an actionable item if we're waking up and we're not going to hit snooze to really look at our personal relationships and especially our relationships with the with men and men who are listening right now looking at their relationships with women and other men you know it, there's this old you know what are little girls made of? Sugar and spice and everything nice. And so we know when we're being nice um, that that used to have um, a, 
a payoff to it. You know, oh, we're a nice little girl. Okay, we're a nice little girl. This is good. And it's there's this, we're going to talk after the break about um, resigning from the nice girls club. But looking at our personal relationships, I think oftentimes we go from really nice and if we don't claim our authentic voice and our authentic power and speak from that place like we are right now, sometimes we switch from this nice place of either saying something nice or not saying anything at all to being the B word and seeing our, you know, seeing ourselves that way, like, wow, we are really a, a witch today. And other people saying, oh, you're really a witch today, you know. And so it's an important piece. The actionable item is to come into this place of authentic power and authentic voice with equanimity and be able to teach those closest to us what this is, what we're going through, how they can adjust their language, how it might have come across. I'm guilty too. We got to go to break, Cheryl, but I'm guilty of um, I found myself completely intolerable of a forceful, overpowering voice right now. Anytime that something's dismissive or something maybe feels like um, a power over under or um, your voice doesn't matter or that's really stupid or you don't know what you're talking about. I am really intolerable of that. And so I've had to learn how to harness that. It's, it was a teachable moment for me to go, what is this that's triggered in me? And how can I use my voice with equanimity that creates more clarity to really make a difference on this. We are going to take a quick break. We're here with Cheryl Lynn talking about women's power, this fierce feminine power. And we're going to move into how do we really balance the masculine and the feminine? This isn't us against them. This isn't good or bad, right or wrong. This is about holding this field for the whole to really be healthy and come forward. We'll be right back. The Empower Meditation Channel. Non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. This is why you work so hard to pay the mortgage. Because home is more than four walls and a roof. It's that port swing on a summer night. It's pajamas with feet and everybody over for Sunday dinner. And that old stuffed chair in the living room you just can't get rid of. This is why you work a second job. This is why you learn to fix things yourself so you can save on repairs. Because home is your place, your memories, your family sleeping in their own beds at night. And that is why we want to help. We are making home affordable, a free government resource that can make paying the mortgage easier. And now even more options are available. Call 888-995-HOPE today. 
That's 888-995-HOPE. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Good night, Mama. This is why. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Any daughter would do the same. But soon enough, he needed help doing more things. And it was up to me to be his personal shopper and financial manager, too. And before I knew it, Dad moved in with me. So I became his cook, his personal assistant, his physical therapist, and even his nurse. When I started taking care of Dad, I didn't realize all the roles I'd have to play. But no matter what, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the many roles you play. And to help, we created an online caregiving resource center. At aarp.org caregiving, you can find resources and connect with the caregiving community. Together, we can better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving to learn more. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When you have breast cancer, these are some of the first words you hear. HER2 new oncogene, ductile carcinoma in situ. What do they mean? How can you decide what to do if you can't even say what you have? This is Olivia Newton-John. You can go to breastcancer.org, a special place on the internet where you can learn how to say all those medical words and find out what they mean. Understand your diagnosis and your treatment options. Breastcancer.org, the first place to go the minute you find out you have breast cancer. Empower Radio. Empowering you 24-7. Online at empowerradio.com. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to please share it with others. Share it with your family and friends. Listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I am here today with Cheryl Lynn, a master intuitive spiritual guide and medical intuitive healer. If you're feeling triggered and need some healing, you can reach out to either of us, but I'm going to tell you how to reach out to Cheryl. Find her at her website on CherylLynn.com. That's Cheryl with two R's and Lynn, L-I-N-S-H-E-R-R-Y-L-L-I-N.com. Cheryl, thank you for being here again today. This is a really important conversation, and I know there are many women who are triggered. And this conversation is really focusing on us moving past the trigger pieces, moving past the shame, and, and really holding the field for some global healing, really looking at that this from a much bigger lens and understanding that this is time to rebalance the masculine and feminine on the planet. This isn't a women against men conversation or energetic issue at all. This really is that all of our systems and structures that have been built on a consciousness of separation and and patriarchy and like you mentioned, there's a lot that can be at the top of that patriarchal system. A lot of times power comes with money and status and fame and a lot of things. That's why we're seeing it so public now as it's breaking down. Uh, 
So I, I really just want to presence this, that this is an evolution of our consciousness on the planet, that we're holding um, an opportunity right now to look at this from a very large, wide open lens that shows us that the systems and structures that we have built are no longer working and that that we're really we're better than this and we we do so many of us are working for the good of the whole on the planet so it's not about breaking down the patriarchy and i'm i really want to hear what you have to say but I know in our conversations, we've talked about it's really not about breaking down the patriarchy. The patriarchy is dismantling itself. And it's not about whistleblowing because the whistleblowing is happening. Like you said, we don't have to call out our perpetrators from 30 years ago. This is really about us looking at this bigger picture on the planet where men have risen to power who have done these things and it's no longer acceptable. So let's just talk a little bit about the the patriarchy and how it is dismantling and really this new time, an invitation to balance our own personal masculine and feminine. This 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 exists within all of us as an innate energy. Yes, this is this is a, an awareness that came to me as as we've been going through these past few weeks. And I realized that I had some friends who, you know, definitely label themselves as feminists and the battle cry was take down the patriarchy. And I thought about that because, you know, in some ways that feels really good. And, yeah, let's get in there and, you know, kick these these guys out that, you know. And then I thought about it and it's like that is not – first of all, it's not necessary. I mean, it is it's, – it's a necessary thing that's happening. But I believe it's actually happening and it's and it was destined to happen, like from a kind of a much bigger spiritual perspective that we just – we reached the tipping point where – the energy on the planet could no longer contain that much um, masculine energy without some balance coming in. It's like we, we, we as a humanity would self-destruct if we let if we let ourselves get even more out of balance with the masculine driving things. That we can't sustain that as as a as a people, and so when we've come to this or we've now come to this point where on an energetic level the feminine energy has to come in and and uh, rise up to balance the masculine and as that's happening the masculine energies that have created things that are not healthy for humans they can't hold in that energy they can't hold together, and so it's kind of like when you're when you're. Um, I don't know if you've ever stayed like in a city where there's cockroaches, and as soon as you turn the light on, they all they all go running, and it's that it's that kind of thing that you know now the light is so bright, the co- cockroaches they just can't they're seen. You can see them immediately. They can, they can't hide because the light is just too bright. There's there's fewer and fewer places where they can hide and do their thing, so. In that way, it's happening naturally, and I feel that 
our role, especially as women right now, or anyone that is, you know, conscious of that this is a natural thing that's happening, is to kind of support it and like usher in the feminine energy in a more a very powerful, but also feminine way. You know, the feminine, the feminine energy is more of a nurturing and a more of a holding and a more of a, you know, providing a container for things. And that's the, the energy that's needed right now in order to move us forward into deeper conversations with each other and more awareness of how our actions affect others. And these kinds of things is it has to come from the feminine energy. So in a broader energetic way, that is what we're talking about when we're talking about, okay, so so what are we to do? What kind of action are we to take as we're moving forward in this energy? Like what how can we how can we use our feminine power to assist with this change? Mm. The when you began answering this I really felt this sense of relief at first when you simply said we're called to bring this forward now to balance and it what I heard was counterbalance when you talked about this the masculine have really led and ruled for a very long time on the planet and the relief came when it was like not breaking down this old system or fighting against it, but rising up um, with my own balance, like me counterbalancing my feminine with the masculine felt like a, um, a soft prescription, a softer solution. It felt like a feminine solution, I guess. You know, the masculine, and us women, we have a lot of masculine. I have a lot. I have a ton of masculine energy, and I always have. Um, so I encourage, you know, everyone listening to really identify their own masculine and feminine, whether you're male or female. But this solution to rise up really is with every human being on the planet and as we teach we're seeing a lot of um well we could this is a whole nother conversation of what's happening with our kids and the millennials and the and the younger children that are like really struggling with gender now like am i masculine or am i feminine or am i both but speaking just to this this topic of the women right now and the lack of feminine that literally we've been silent or we've been snuffed out our voices or we've chosen to be in a closet and quiet. It's really that this is a really nice invitation into counterbalance. It's not getting more masculine to push the feminine through. And that's what I think we're seeing a lot when you were talking about your friend that, you know, sign this petition, we're going to take down the patriarchy. It's like, this isn't a time to use masculine energy to tear down masculine energy. We're really saying, rise, find that authentic power and counterbalance it within yourself so that you are a counterbalance within the world. Is, is that an alignment with what you were trying to say? 
Yeah, and the word that came to me is that that um, you know w- women have used and and others, you know, depending on what the the topic is, the word resistance. You know, we have to resist. We have to, you know, the the calling a movement the resistance, and that that energy, although it can be very powerful to just break something apart if that's what's required, it. Actually, in this, it for me, it has the opposite effect in this, in this time, that when we're resisting and when we're resisting things, it is a disempowering word actually for me, because when I think about resistance, that means I have to, I'm empowering the thing that I'm resisting. I'm saying that I must, you know, put up a barricade or put up. Some, something to resist whatever's coming at me instead of acknowledging that I have the power within me and the strength within me already to stand firmly in my truth, stand firmly in my knowing that I don't need to resist anything because, because I am strong enough to just be the, the strength that I am, the, the divine masculine and feminine within me is enough to hold strong in the face of any kind of opposition or any kind of pressure. And I think that that is one of the things that as we move forward and we're talking more and more about, well, of course, the children are our future. And how do we teach that? That, you know, from the time you're on the playground when you're a little kid and, you know, a big boy bully comes over and, you know, scares you into giving you a turn on the swing and you just say, well, you know, it's not where he's like so much bigger than me and he's meaner. And so I'm just going to give it to him because I don't want to get into a fight and get hurt. So I'm going to just give and instead of saying, teaching our daughters to say, no, it's my turn when I'm done, I'll let you know, <laughs> right? That they're strong enough to be able to handle themselves and that, that, um, you know, boys also need to learn that, you know, they can't use their, their, um, you know, their size or their, the fact that they're a boy to power over a girl. So these are some of the things that I think we've, we've embodied them so deeply, this idea that, you know, we, we are powerless when it actually isn't true. You know, there, there are, you know, physical things where someone can physically overpower you, but in reality, we have way more power than we have given ourselves credit for. Mm. I um, have a friend, John Viscount, who says that we are either expressing love or crying out for love. And I love the simplicity of this prescription. Um, And I I bring this up as I re- um, integrate this idea of being nice women girls you know sugar and spice everything nice and the, us nice girls so it's almost like we're redirecting this energy and we'll talk about rage in a minute too and our anger because i think it's really important we're we're really talking about redirecting all of this energy but as we redirect this nice girl energy and this rage energy if we can look at it as how can we move this forward in an expression of love? Um, there's a lot of fear out there. 
and this resistance is is a fear it'll never change it you know this resistance comes from a lot of different things and there's good resistance out there don't get either of us wrong we both believe that i know but redirecting this energy to you know those that might be crying out for love are right now accusing women dismissing women um I, you know, I know there's accusations of women's stories being a hoax, being, you know, a political ploy. So there's a lot that is coming at us. And a lot of times those voices feel like a crying out for love, um, an out of control power voice that's there. So I, Cheryl, this is big and I feel like I'm not expressing myself very well, but I'm wondering if we can look at really what happens if we resign from the nice girls club <laughs> and can we lead change with love i believe women have the power to lead change because the fierce feminine power is a creative life affirming force what would you like to say about love and leading with love and and resigning from the nice girls club hmm. well i think First of all, we have to acknowledge our individual natures that, you know, some people are going to come off as more loving and sweet. And that is your true nature. You know, it's when we suppress the part of us that has, you know, might vocalize something in a very strong way. And then, you know, we're called the B word and or many other things. And, um, that that part is the thing that has to that we we have to like kind of recognize within ourselves when we're doing that when we're kind of couching that our our words or you know tiptoeing around to not make waves all of those things um, that that have been ingrained in us since we were young many of us and it's those things that we have to start being a little braver and be willing to be called a name by someone because if it means that, you know, we're going to be silent versus, um, be, be, be versus speaking out, then that's not acceptable anymore. That I, I, I don't want that for us as a, as a humanity, we should be able to speak our truth and not get chastised for it. The thing that, you know, when you and I uh, had that conversation about resigning from the nice girls club, right. <laughs> that, that, um, it wasn't about not being loving and kind. You can still be loving and kind, but the nice thing, um, you know, some people use the word nice to mean loving and kind. I'm not talking about that. I mean, I'm talking about suppressing who you really are in favor of being nice because you don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers. There's a there's a video that um, that I had shared with with you a long time ago, Julie. But I, I was thinking about it when we we're talking about this subject, um, you know. And if if you uh, go on YouTube, you can find this video. Uh, Catherine Hepburn re rearranges the furniture on the Dick Cavett show. And when you watch her do this, it's very funny. She's, you know, she's got, 
you know, she makes no bones about her opinion. She states her opinion very firmly and is very critical of everything about the set <laughs> and wants everything rearranged. And you watch her and it's a little uncomfortable sometimes, especially if you've been trained to be a nice girl, like nice girls don't talk like that. <laughs> but she just, she knew her mind. She has a strong opinion and she was just voicing it. She wasn't really being unkind. I mean, I suppose if the person who designed, you know, the rug that she was uh, criticizing was there, that would have been a little unkind to say how awful it was to them. Um, but you know, in general, she just was having a strong opinion and voicing it. And if it was a man doing that, I especially during that time, because that was, you know, probably looked like it was from the 50s or something, um, that would not have, that would have, it wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even laughed at it. It would have been, well, of course, you know, a guy would act like that. So I think we have to acknowledge our own our own voice and what that looks like. And that, uh, as long as we're not being anything less than who we came here to be, there's a way that we can be kind and loving while we're speaking the truth. There is a way where we can have our feelings and say, I'm angry. I am I am having these strong emotions and I'm not going to suppress them anymore. I'm angry. I will get over it. I will move through it because I don't want to stay in my anger. It's not very effective to just stay there, but there's a way to acknowledge it and, and be in our truth in each moment and use that energy in a strong, loving way and saying, you know, this, these things are not acceptable. You know, I'm not going to, it's not okay for you to talk to me that way. It's not okay that there's this inequity in in the pay scale, uh, you know, for this particular job, and that the man that had it before me made more money than I I'm making. You know, those kinds of things. As you were talking, I heard we're all on the same team. Like, we're all on the same team, and just bringing that voice and that clarity forward of who you are um, isn't a isn't a competition that has to be won it isn't a um, an us versus them thing it really is that we are here as part of one unified voice of humanity and it's not even a women against men it's just waking us up to understand all this old conditioned response. Literally, we've been raised, and, and I'm talking culturally right now. Yes, we're both two white women having this conversation who were raised in the United States. And so this isn't universal, but literally we have been cultured to be that nice girl or to see men's voices in this way or to look at a patriarchy and, and try to fit in. So this is really deep in our bones, in our DNA um, energy that's moving up and out. And and I just wanted to say one more thing, Cheryl, and, and, and then we can kind of try to weave some threads to wrap this up, is that literally this... Um, is about the healing on our planet right now. It's a really important piece of our evolution of consciousness. And it's really understanding that 
the energy of the whole that that we're not um, two different species that are here to 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 fight this one out. It really is um, what's good for all of us. What's good for the whole at this time on our planet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if this. I, I just want to again say for those friends that are listening that if there is rage and anger, there are resources to help you. Um, we're not saying don't feel rage and anger and we're not saying, um, you know, that it's not okay to go into therapy. However, we are introducing new ways to move forward that can literally quickly energetically shift this positioning and this consciousness that's creating it so you can leap forward into a new way of being on the planet. Cheryl, you and I have been talking about how to support women and we're really looking at some um, fun new creative ways to be a conduit to create this container for us to move into a unified voice do you want to speak more about that we have about four minutes left sure i'm really excited that you know we we when you called me and said hey do you want to address what's going on right now together and i was like yes but what i didn't realize was going to happen that neither of us knew that was that we actually were both of us called to assist assist women to actually keep the conversation going in a way that isn't just talking about it, but like, what do I do next and how do I move into action and how can I, um, how can I be part of the change, you know, in my small community or in my family or, you know, what, how can I move out of feeling like a victim or like I'm living in the past with my past wounds and just move forward. Like I'm ready to move forward. And, um, so, you know, we've, we've talked about some different things that, that we were to do, uh, that we're being called to do about that, to assist. And one of the things that's become very clear is that, you know, as, as you had said, Julie, that, you know, for some, there has, there has to be some deeper healing where, you know, it might be very beneficial to go and do the deep work and do some excavating of past experiences because there's still a lot of trauma there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where there, that you have already done some of that work and now it's just about finding ways to stand fully in your power as we move forward to make a difference. And there are really cool energetic things that we can do that where we literally can step out of the path that we've been on where we felt we had to be tiptoeing around and suppressing ourselves and moving quickly into a much more active role. So I'm excited about that. I know I'm being a little vague here because we're we're almost out of time, but also I know we're going to have another conversation about it. So um, yes. and it's and it's evolving. So I'm really excited about the possibilities and working with women that are ready to just go and dive in and move beyond all of the stories and the traumas of the past. 
Beautiful. Cheryl, thank you for joining me. I want to leave us with a quote. So I just want to extend my gratitude to you. And we are going to continue this conversation. So you can st stay tuned for um, more with Cheryl and I. This is a quote from Marianne Williamson. Behind every worldly event, there's a metaphysical contest. And sometimes it is tempting to believe that fear is defeating love that the, quote, devil, unquote, loves to laugh and take great pleasure in our suffering, our cynicism, and our anger. But there is no battle, really, because love does not strike back. Whatever battle there was has already been won. There are no words as powerful in this moment as is prayer and meditation. Dear God, please take my fear. Please take my anger. Please take my self-righteousness. Please take my contempt for those who do not agree with me. Please take my attack thoughts, all of me, and use whatever part of me might be useful on your behalf. Send me your angels, both human and divine, and give me ears with which to hear them. Dear God, may I not despair, but rather fill me with courage and strength and love and show me what to do. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. And remember, together, we're creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.